Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us to listen to this message. Whoever you are and wherever you're listening from, we trust that you'll be equipped, envisioned and encouraged as you listen today. It's a momentous occasion. It's a thrilling day for this church, but it's a thrilling day in heaven because the government of God is also being extended. Not only the church numerically growing, but the church spiritually growing, but a government of God that's required is also extending. And that's a wonderful thing. I'm so grateful for David and the elders for giving me the opportunity to come here to speak at this time. David asked me, would I like to be here? And I said, yes, I would like to be here. Um, I don't attend every meeting where elders are set in. Uh, That at times is not necessary. But I wanted to be here for this time because I wanted to make some pertinent remarks, I believe, to the gentlemen that are being set in as elders today, in the light of the experience that I've had with elders over these last a long time. (laughs) But I'd like to take you to a scripture or some scriptures this morning uh, to put my remarks in a context of the word itself. So the first scripture would be in the book of Acts chapter 20. I'm reading this morning from the New English Bible. And I'm reading from Acts chapter 20 from verse 25. And it's the Apostle Paul addressing a group of elders of Ephesus. One word more. I have gone about among you proclaiming the kingdom but now I know that none of you will see my face again. That being so, I here and now declare that no man's fate can be laid at my door, for I have kept back nothing. I have disclosed to you the whole purpose of God. Keep watch over yourselves and over all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has given you charge, as shepherds, of the church of the Lord, which he won for himself by his own blood. My first remark is simply this. It's found in the keep watch over yourselves. I say this to you not only because we delight in the growth of a church and expansion and growth of its government, but I have seen so many tragic cases over life simply because elders did not look after themselves. It is possible to look after people, but forget your own garden. God wants us to look after ourselves. Look after yourself by the reading of the Scriptures. Can I say that again to you? Look after yourselves by the reading of God's Word. 
We are living in a day where God's Word is no longer accepted by most people. Most people do not read this book, but they do read us. And we must exemplify what this Word is all about. It's not about opinions. It's not about thought. It, what does the Word of God say? And elders are there to be people who are the bastions of the faith to simply say to people, this is what God's Word says. I'm not interested in what society says. I'm not interested in what a changing culture says. I'm just simply saying to declare to you, the Word of God says this, and that is where we stand. Yes, right. Therefore, look after yourself by looking into the Scriptures. Look after yourselves by looking into the Scriptures that you will, as men, be able to refute error when it comes. It's not coming, it's already with us. There are many doctrines around today that deny even that Jesus Christ is Lord. There are many teachings today that no longer stand for male and female in marriage. Our task is simply this. This is the Word. And this is the Word of God. This is what we believe. We believe it because it's in the Word. So take heed to yourself. Take heed to yourself in prayer. Prayer is a forgotten exercise. Not merely having a time of a day. You may have a time of a day. Daniel had times of the day. Five times he prayed during the day. You may have times like that. But every moment of your life, in your work, at school, in your studies, in your play, in your conversations. You can look at people, but in your mind as you're looking at someone, in your heart you're simply saying this, God, show me something that can help that person. Give me a word for that person that will change their life. All the time in prayer, simply praying to your heavenly Father who is in heaven. Remember that. Heaven is God's throne. Earth is mutt just his footstool, but simply exercise yourself by making your prayers known to the God of heaven. Take heed to yourself. Take heed to yourself as leaders and elders in relationship to your wife. She is your number one in the flock. Lose your home, you have no message. Hear me carefully. It is possible to hold a position of authority in our country, whether it's in parliament or in society, and you could be a drunk, an alcoholic. And that does not hinder you in your job, they would say. It is not possible to be an elder and an alcoholic. It is not possible to be an elder and have two wives. It's not possible to be an elder and have many women. It's not possible to be an elder and just live for money's sake. Maybe all right in society, but today in this place, we are according men and affording men the highest position that God offers in his house. It is not a light thing. 
And therefore, it's incumbent upon me to tell you not only the joy of serving God's people and serving God, but also for you to realize the seriousness of this. So from today, everyone in this church has a right to be looking at you to see that you are the example. The example in your word, in your conversation, in your action, in your attitudes. All the time, serve God, serve his people. Next thing I would like to take you to a scripture is in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13. Book of Hebrews, chapter 13, and verse 17. This is an exhortation to us as people. And yet also, there's a word to elders here. Obey your leaders and defer to them, for they are tireless in their concern for you as men who must render an account. Pray for your leaders. Elders have to lead. An elder is not a passive person. An elder has to take initiatives. He is not a yes man when a no man is required. And he is certainly not a no man when a yes man is required. Please hear me carefully. Elders in the scriptures, every time referring to a group and party leading the body of Christ, it refers to elders in the plural. Every one of them in their own right is a leader. David himself will explain later into what functions and departments you are going to work in or what is the area of your work that you have to do. But you must lead. You cannot sit back. You have to make decisions. Too many churches are floundering through the lack of leadership, not the lack of, quote, men called elders. Now, here may I say this to you. I meet many elders today who have long since passed the time of being elders. And it's not by age. They wear a badge. Not in a church that's organic. You have to be alive, equipped. You lead in the things of the Spirit. You lead in the things of the Word. You lead in the Word of prayer. You lead in the works of the gifts of the Spirit. You lead in the supernatural. You lead in the opening of the Scriptures. You lead. You lead in the sense of this is where the church is going. This is the plan we have for you. These are the steps that we take. And when you arrive, and we've arrived. The people need to find leaders. And that is what elders are. They are leaders to the body of Christ. And for us who accept them as leaders... We are to do it this way. We are to accept them and let them be happy in serving us. I find a lot of people when I go to churches, they're so miserable. And you say, why are you miserable? Well, if you had the elders we had. You know, sometimes, about a few months ago, I met a, a lady like, if you were only here and you had the, had the elders that we had, I said, have you ever thought about the other side of the coin? 
That, that elder goes home and says to himself, God, if you only knew the people you'd given me. <laughs> There's always a flip side to the coin. You understand? But when you find an elder coming to your house when he, you, he, you were not expecting him, what's the first thought in your mind? Is it, what have I done wrong? Is he in the area and he just needs a drink of water? Or is it, praise God, the elders called upon me. This is a double blessing for my house. Now I can see by your response, that was not your response. <laughs> right? It usually falls in the other category of, well, I haven't done anything wrong. You look at your wife and you think, she's not done something, you know. And then you think, but I have three children. <laughs> It, it goes that way. But let them serve us and let them find us happy even when it comes to a point of correction. Correction is something an elder never likes giving. No parent ever likes chastising their children. Nobody likes doing that, but there comes a time when it may be necessary. But when it comes, you simply say, you're right. Thank you for telling me that. It's helped me. I'm going to do something about that so that you'll never, ever have to speak to me about that again. How do you feel an elder would think if he had people like that? <laughs> there would, he would never have a gray hair. He would be saying, this is the best group of people in the world. And that's what we must say about the people of God. Because as we say to people, it's also important as elders that we ourselves never forget that we also are part of the congregation. I'll say that again to you. Elders are a part of the congregation, not a part from the congregation. We are here to serve the body who have given their approval of recognition for us. See what Paul says to Timothy, an elder must be this, 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 and this, and this. And if he is that, he could be considered for this. But if the people say, no, there's no way. We all are part of the body. Therefore, not only do elders have the right to bring a correction to us, every brother and sister has a right to bring a correction to us. But more than that, every brother and sister has the right to bring encouragement. How many of you like encouragement? Hands up if you like a word of encouragement. Turn to somebody now and encourage them in some way. Can I tell you how you can encourage someone? If 
you, if you're looking and thinking, how can I encourage this person next to me? I don't even know them. Well, this is how you can encourage them if you don't know them. You turn to them and say, you are going to be blessed because you're sitting next to me today. <laughs> it's easy, really. There's a way to encourage your wife. Just turn to your wife and say, I love you. Just, I love you. It encourages For a wife to look at her husband, to say you love him may not have the same impact. <laughs> Here's a word to say to your husband, I respect you. I respect you. Put him on his guard. <laughs> He'd better not slip. But God wants us at all times to encourage him. Do you see the group this morning playing this, these instruments? My wife turned to me and said, isn't it a great joy to see the children of the people that we've known for a long time playing these instruments this morning, bringing blessing to the house, how fantastic it was. Don't you think they deserve an applause? Yeah. Good job. Good job. Great job. Great job. Leading us in worship to the Lord, that's the height of everything, is to bring God's people just only to see Him. Leaders, elders, that is the main task you have. So in all that goes on in a meeting, things that catch you, things that stir you, when you're moved by a prophecy or a prayer or a song or a hymn or a word, that you've been able to point people to him. So when people go out of that door, all you hear is this, wasn't it good to be in God's presence? Isn't Jesus wonderful? So we all take a back seat and to let him Amen. take the praise. Because that's what it's all about. Amen. And finally, I want to say this to you. Please hear me carefully. At all times, remember this. Take heed to yourselves in maintaining faith. Faith. Not merely the, the faith, that is certain things you believe and you've walked in, but to maintain faith. Faith is when everyone else says it's impossible. Our leadership says it's possible. When people say it cannot be, the leader says it's already happened. For faith is only calling into being what's already taken place. It's to talk to people that no matter what the situation is, in your marriage, in your health, in your mind, 
with your problems, in your difficulties. There isn't anything that God cannot do for those who believe. For all things are possible to him who believes. Therefore, we need brothers who are being sent in today. We need to see believing elders. And I want you at all times to be seeing believing believers. Hear that? Believing believers. People who believe but have faith. That this world is not just rolling on from one difficulty to another into one problem and the next one. And everything's going on just as it's always been. Faith cries out and says, He's coming. It's all going to be good. The church that may seem a disparate crowd at the moment, we look at the church to say this, they're all going to be perfect at his arrival. All the difficulties would have gone, all the challenges and will all have gone, all the problems would have gone. There's going to come a moment where the church is complete. Why? Not only have the church, the people of God, followed the Lord, they have followed their leaders. Will I find faith in the earth, says the Lord when I come? It's a strange thing to say. Will I find faith in the earth when I come? He will. He's coming for a body of people who have faith. I have faith in the men being set in today. I have faith in the men that are already set in here. I have faith for the wonderful collegiate of prophets that have come along today. We should not be short of the word. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we want to thank you. We want to thank you. That you're establishing this house even further. And in so doing, we know that extension is therefore inevitable. Establish this house. Extend this house. To these men that are being set before you today, you who know the hearts of all men, we call upon you, Heavenly Father, and all the angels to witness what is being done amongst the redeemed community today in this place. Let your hand be upon each man for health. Yes, amen. Let your hand be upon them for wisdom. Amen. Let your hand be upon them for knowledge. And let your hand be for them that in the work of their hands they will only see success. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. There's so much going on at Living Rock Church and we'd love for you to be involved. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching. Visit www.livingrock.church or search for us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. <laughs>